We're getting wiggy with it. Holla. Wigging out with wigs. It's wiggity wiggity whack. Woo. That's all I have. Welcome to the Alopecia Project. This is the podcast that explores the world of alopecia through conversations about the ups, the downs, and the everydays of living with hair loss. I am one of your hosts, Sarah M, and with me I have your other co-host, Sarah A. So this episode, we are talking all about wigs. Wigs! Wigs, wigs! Wigs, I think this is something that is really at the front of a lot of people with alopecia's minds. Um, for a lot of us, you know, wigs are like our security blanket, you know, it's, it helps us kind of be more confident during the day and um, it really helps to have as an option for people who aren't comfortable going every day bald. You can't see me, but I'm vigorously nodding at every single thing Sarah just said. Wigs are what I have always worn as a security blanket. I love my wig. I've had three wigs in the past, and I love them all. Wigs are a part of alopecia, so why not do an episode about it? Exactly, yeah. And, you know, same as you. When I, I don't wear a wig right now because I have a decent amount of hair growth, but when I first lost about 80% of my hair and I was just feeling like so confused and so lost, I didn't know what was going on. And then when I got that wig and I wore it the first day, like it just felt so good to me. It like changed my whole experience of alopecia to know that this was an option. So super important. And um, I think also, you know, the first time that you get a wig, there are like a lot of questions involved. There's so many questions about wigs. Where do you go? What kind of wigs do you get? Because there's a lot of them. There's synthetic, there's natural wigs. There are really expensive wigs, not so expensive wigs, but you know, it's it's nice to kind of have a guide to go through it, yeah. who is impartial to all different types of wigs, and uh, we just want you to be happy in your wig, really. Yeah, so if you're a person who, you know, maybe you have a wig, maybe you don't have a wig, but you have some questions about the process of buying a wig, This is going to be the episode for you. So what we are going to do in this episode is we're going to go in depth about um, two different places where you can get wigs. Sarah and I have each got in touch with a different company and I'm asking the same set of questions and we have their answers ready for you. So we're going to try to give you a little bit of a guide on some options for you if you're looking to buy a wig. Please keep in mind that this is not the only place that you can get wigs from. No. There's so many places. Um, Google's your friend. But this is just a pretty good starting point, I think, about different types of wigs and Sarah and my own experience with them. I got in touch with Jennifer Cron, who is from Freedom Wigs. So Freedom Wigs is a company that is out of New Zealand, okay? So they started about 30 years ago, and now they're available basically all around the world. Uh, The wigs were originally produced by an engineer, but now the company is actually run by a couple whose daughter has alopecia. So it's 100% a company that has alopecia in mind, and um, I think that this product is is something that works really well for people with alopecia. Let me tell you more. Um, So what kind of wigs do they have at Freedom Wigs? So... Like, tell me, Sarah. I'm going to tell, tell you. Me. Are you. Do you want me to tell you? I'm very excited. Okay, I'm gonna, just wait. I'm going to tell you. Okay. So uh, the Freedom Wigs are actually a vacuum wig. So what does that mean, you say? So it's actually something that suctions to your scalp. So you don't need to use, like, tape or, or anything like that underneath the wig. It's actually going to suction to your head and stay there, which is really interesting. And what makes it, it makes it, like, a really good wig for someone who is like really active because it it kind of you don't need to worry about it slipping and falling all the time 
The wigs are totally customizable. Each wig is made specifically for the person who wants to get it. So um, from the point of like, they're gonna like measure your head and they're actually gonna do a 3D scan of your head. And then they make sort of a model that they base the wig off of that model. You can like, choose the type of hair that you want, like whether you want it to be like straight or curly, what color, what length, style, um, where the part's gonna be, like basically everything is customizable. So they do a 3D model of your head. Yep. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. 3D models are great. What about if you haven't lost all of your hair yet and you're still kind of going through that process? Yes, I will get there. So that is the one kind of hitch for these wigs. So because it is a suction wig, it only works if you are completely bald. So that's something to keep in mind because, um, yeah, it's just the suction process doesn't work properly if you have hair on your scalp. So this wig is going to be for someone who is totally bald. Yeah, so it's going to be totally customizable based on whatever kind of like hair you want, whatever style you want. They'll work with you and they'll um, design this wig that is exactly what you're looking for. And uh, like I said before, these wigs, uh, they stay on your head. So you can flip your head upside down. It is not coming off. So for someone who's like super active, like if you're a runner or a swimmer or you play a lot of sports, this is going to be a wig that works really, really well for you. You know, Jen and I talked about, um, we both had really similar stories of buying our first wigs and then like stopping playing sports. You know, like both of us were like so anxious about our wigs like slipping or falling off. I play volleyball and I actually stopped playing for about six months because I was so scared to do anything physical in my wig. I thought I was going to fall or anything like that. So if you're someone who, you know, is very active, this wig could be the right thing for you. Um, you can, like I said, you can swim in it. You can even go on roller coasters in this wig. It's not going to fall off. That is really cool. So I think that's a big barrier for a lot of people with alopecia. Like, they're really afraid of their wigs moving. So this could be a good option. I have a funny anecdote. Oh, let me hear it. In high school, when it was really windy and I was wearing my wig, there were days when I had to cover my head. So I had my hand on my head to cover my wig so that wouldn't blow up. But if it was really windy, I also had the other hand on my skirt so my skirt didn't blow up. <laughs> so I was walking around with one hand on my skirt and one hand on my head like the entire time. It was very weird. Yeah, I remember when I when I wore a wig, I was always very low-key about my wig until the minute a wind gust came up. Both hands holding on tight to that sucker because <laughs> I was not letting my wig fly off as I was walking down the street. That would have been traumatizing. Good times. Yeah, so not something you have to worry about with yeah. this wig, which is really, really cool. So what is the price of such an awesome sounding perfect wig, you may ask? So the cost of the wig is basically going to range depending on the length of the hair. So because it's customizable, every wig is, is totally different. The range is basically from $3,000 to $6,500. And like I said, that depends on how much hair you're actually getting in the wig. This is also gonna include, you know, all your consultation appointments. The cost also includes like shipping, customs, duties, everything, because they get sent to New Zealand to be made. So they're coming from the other side of the world. This price covers all of this. So do I get New Zealand hair if I get this wig? That's a great question. I believe it is, no, you do not. Because it <laughs> says right here in my notes that the wigs are made with European virgin hair. Interesting. So European hair. Cool. Not New Zealand hair. It's oh. not going to like give you a New Zealand accent as soon as you uh. put it on. 
That's fine, though. That would be cool, though. If I could do a New Zealand accent, I would do one right now for you, but I'm not going to embarrass myself like that. Imagine if you had a wig that changed your personality or your voice or something. You could be, like, a different person every yeah. time you wore a wig. Well, I mean, a I feel like wig. putting a wig on does make you feel like a different person, so maybe we should all just be adapting cool accents based on the style of our wig. For sure. Let's work on it. Okay. Um, the other thing I want to mention is that Jen would be your contact for getting one of these wigs if you live anywhere from Manitoba to PEI. So she does kind of the eastern half of Canada, and then there's someone different that does, like, the western side of Canada. And she's only in Canada. Yeah, she, she does only Canada. does Canada. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think she's she has maybe had clients in the U.S., but I think that's mostly the area that she serves. Perfect. So we can get some of the contacts for the U.S. and put those in our show notes for you. Wait, we'll make sure you guys know who you need to contact if you're interested in this. Around the world. Around the world. So uh, moving on from cost, so how long do these wigs last? So, you know, if you're going to invest a few thousand dollars into a wig, you kind of want to know that it's going to last you a decent amount of time. So for an adult, a freedom wig will last you about two to five years on average. Um, You might start to get some damage after a couple years, basically where you see alopecia spots on your wig. It's going to be like, I think anyone who wears a wig knows that you lose, you lose some of your hair, right? Like the wig, the wig kind of starts, it sheds slowly. The wig gets alopecia. Yeah. We can't escape it. The alopecia is everywhere. I mean, everybody loses hair at the end of the day, though. Very true. So if you have some damage in your wig after a couple years, you can send it back. They'll repair it for you and they'll refurbish it. So that kind of makes the life of the wig last a little bit longer. About two to five years on average for one of these wigs. However, if you uh, do have a child with alopecia, so anyone under the age of 13, and they get one of these wigs, it's likely only going to last about one to two years. So that would be because, obviously, with a child, their head is growing so quickly that, you know, just they're going to outgrow the wig, and it's going to be kind of ill-fitting after a couple years, so you would want to change it up. Additionally, just kids are going to be a little bit harder on a wig than an adult would, and maybe it won't be cared for quite as well, so that also affects how long the wig is going to last. I think I got my first wig when I was 14 years old. Um, It was a hairpiece, actually, and I had no idea how to care for it. I think that was part of the responsibility that came with having a wig. My mom was very much, Sarah, you need to take care of this. I wish now that I had taken way more care of it, but always be aware when your kids have wigs and be on top of that because you definitely are investing a lot of money in it and and you want to make sure that it lasts for as long as it can. Yeah, that sounds like a really great segue for me to talk about how do you take care of a freedom wig? You just like, you set that up for me like perfectly and I just like spiked it right down. Okay, so how do you take care of a freedom wig? So it's pretty standard um, for, you know, how you take care of any wig. But if you purchase one, they're going to send you home with a booklet and a DVD, all the information you know for like how to maintain the wig. Every day, you're going to take your wig off at the end of the day and kind of wash out the cap just with some dish soap, just because it's like a silicone cap. So it's going to kind of hold all the natural oils from your scalp. So you're going to want to just wipe that out a little bit with dish soap. And then as far as like washing the actual hair, you can do it about every seven to 10 days or longer if it still seems like it's in good quality. Um, you're gonna wanna use a salon quality product, something without sulfates, which is basically what they say for any wig, right? Mm-hmm. Any human hair wig. And then after you wash it, you can blow dry, straighten, curl, etc., on a medium high heat. And it works just like, you know, any other human hair. So it's about standard as far as maintenance for the wig itself. Cool. 
And the style will hold for about a week. Can you imagine? Do your hair once a week? That's my life right now. It's pretty great. Like, I don't spend any time getting ready in the morning anymore. When I had my hair, I had to blow dry it. But with my wig, I do that maybe once a week, and it's fun. Yeah, I used to do mine, like, every maybe two to three days. But I also wear mine kind of curly, so the curls would sort of fall, right? So I just, like, fix mine up a little bit every few days. But with this, you don't have to do it for, like, only once a week. It's pretty great. Saves lots of time in the morning, for sure. I did love that about wearing a wig. Like, that's, like, definitely the biggest plus. Yeah, you don't have to really spend that much time doing your hair every day. And even in the shower, my shower time has greatly decreased (laughs) since I shaved my head. So easy. (laughs) Life is so easy now. See, there are positives to having a healthy shower. There are lots of positives. They're there. You have to find them. So you may so you may have heard all about, you know, all the details of this wig and you're wondering whether this is something that's for you. So basically who this wig is best for is someone who has permanent medical hair loss. So we're mostly looking at people who have alopecia either totalis or universalis, um, but someone who has a bald head. As I said, if your hair grows back, you have to kind of shave it because this the wig, the suction process only works if you have a totally bald head. If you have areata and you're kind of hoping your hair is going to grow back or you want to let it grow out, this wig isn't going to work for you just because you need to have that bald head under the wig for it to work. Right. So it's better for someone who kind of has that permanent hair loss. You know, if you've been bald for a few years or something like that, this could be really good for you. Um, additionally, this doesn't apply as much to someone with alopecia, but they don't recommend these wigs for anyone with cancer just because it takes about four months to create the wig. So in during that time, you know, you may already experience some some hair growth yeah so keep that in mind as well that it's a four month wait to get the wig because if your hair changes so much or maybe it fluctuates a lot within four months you know you might get the wig and then already your hair is growing back just keep that in mind if you're interested in ordering one of these wigs yeah that's definitely something to keep in mind if you're going through different treatment options as well you know your hair regrowth is something that's a priority for you maybe think about some other options as well Mm -hmm. yeah just something that doesn't have this kind of suction type top because it's yeah it doesn't really work Right. The other kind of person that this wig is good for is anyone who is very active. So if you're looking for more freedom with your wig, you know, you don't want to feel like when you're walking down the street. Is that why they're called freedom wigs? Maybe. (laughs) I didn't actually think that until I wrote that line in my notes. And I was like, huh, I wonder if that's why. I'm sure that's why. I didn't ask her. That was kind of dumb. I should have asked her that. Freedom wigs because it gives you freedom. freedom. Play some George Michael here. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So the wig is going to just basically make it so that you can do a lot of those activities that maybe, you know, you don't think you can do when you wear a wig without the anxiety of worrying about your wig shifting or falling off. All kinds of sports, volleyball, basketball, whatever sport you're interested in, as well as swimming, uh, water skiing, like water activities. Um, you can basically believe that your wig's not going to fall off when you do those things, which is just amazing. Who doesn't want to be able to have the freedom to do those kind of things in their wig? Yeah, and that's nice not to worry about your wig falling off. Yeah. You know, when I wear a wig, I felt like I like couldn't go swimming and stuff, right? Because you're like, I don't want to take my wig off in front of all these people I don't know that well, so I'll just, I just won't do it. Swimming is definitely one of those awkward, hard parts that you have yeah. to deal with when having alopecia, regardless of your situation. Exactly. Interesting. Good to know that you can you can actually do that in this wig. So the one thing that Jen said is only the only time her wig has like fallen off or one activity that she realized she can't do is she actually tried cliff jumping in her wig. 
Oh my god. I know. And unfortunately, the wig did fall off. But I feel like that's pretty fair. I mean. You're cliff jumping. I know. She tried it, though, which I really appreciate. Good for you, Jen. Yeah, because she said that there was someone who also does the Freedom Wings who did it, and it did work. So she wanted to try it, but it didn't work for her. I'm not a cliff jumping type of person. Yeah. But good for you. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure someday we'll have the technology that you can cliff jump in your wig. But yeah, pretty crazy. Wow. Yeah, really cool. Uh, The only other thing to keep in mind with this wig, so if you are a person who sweats a lot, just because of that silicone cap, it really holds the moisture in. So if you're someone who, like, works out a lot in the summer or, like, you sweat a lot in the summer, you may just have to be prepared to kind of take your wig off throughout the day. You might need to, you know, excuse yourself and just give your wig a wipe out in the middle of the day um, just to get rid of that sweat because that cap is going to hold it in. I would have to do that a lot. I sweat on my head a all the time. Me too. Yeah, that would be something I would certainly have to think of. So overall, really cool company. And I think this is a company that really is thinking about people who have alopecia. So, you know, if you have a budget that permits you to get a wig like this and you're looking for something that's going to give you freedom to kind of, you know, do some of those activities that maybe you can't do right now, sounds like a freedom wig could be for you. Pretty cool company. Freedom. And I would also like to say too that Gemma is an alopecia herself. So she really gets what we're going through and just a really great person so she's a great contact for you if you even like just have questions um, we'll put her, her website in the show notes so that you can like get in touch with her or read more if you're interested awesome thanks so much you're so welcome thank you jen as well i think it sounds like it's a great company cool so keep that one in mind if you're looking for a wig i went and looked at continental hair this is a wig place out of toronto ontario And it was established in 1964 by family Peter and Emma Suba. Since then, they've been serving tens of thousands of people across Canada and around the world. Apparently, they have people who fly in from Europe and from Italy and from Asia to to get their wigs, which is pretty cool. That's amazing. I had a conversation with Michael Suba, who is the president at Continental. And he's great. I've met him many times. I have had three wigs made for me in the past, and all three of them were from Continental. Oh, so you're a a happy customer. I am a happy customer. I really enjoy their wigs. I think there is a lot of freedom that comes with their wigs. And I love the styling and the expertise that goes into that. Every single time I go in, whether it's either to get a wig or to get it blow-dried or washed, if I'm going out for a special event, everybody's amazing there. And they're all very sensitive and delicate to the fact that I have alopecia. I think they're one of the only places in the GTA, really, that people with cancer and go through chemotherapy and and definitely a lot of alopecians go and really feel comfortable. Yeah, I know they're very prevalent in the alopecia community. Like every time I go to a support group or something, there's definitely at least one person who's been to continental hair and has had like a good experience. So I know they're definitely very involved in the community and pretty well known. I mean, that also speaks to the types of wigs that they provide. So they're usually the higher quality wigs that you can get. There's a lot of places that you can go to get inexpensive wigs. I know some people buy them online as well, but this place is definitely higher quality, so you are paying for that price, but it is definitely a really, really good quality wig that lasts a long time. So synthetics wigs usually go from $650 to $905, whereas human wigs are divided into two kind of categories. There's the human wig that's processed hair and human wigs 
that are virgin human hair. So processed means that it's been colored or, or something has, has happened to that wig. And those usually go from $1,600 to $2,600, depending on length. If you're getting one that's shorter, definitely be cheaper than one that's really long. Virgin human hair, on the other hand, that's completely original. It has not been touched. It hasn't really wow. been, uh, it hasn't been colored. It hasn't been dyed. It's, you are getting the original. So the prices for virgin hair depend on length and color as well. So lighter and longer wigs are more expensive than the darker and shorter wigs. And they start at 2700 and can go as high as $6,000. Wow. So what is your wig that you're wearing right now? Is that virgin so the, or is that The wig processed? that I'm wearing right now is a processed wig. Okay. It's, I love it. It's pretty long, actually. It, it, comes, it comes down really to past my shoulder and everything. And, and I really like this wig. It's my first wig that I've gotten that's been styled with bangs, mm-hmm. which I really like. Yeah. Um, rocking. Thank you. But I do have had the two virgin wigs in the past, and I really like those as well. I think there's, it's just the feeling of like when I put my hair up or when I'm combing my hair and brushing my hair and like the natural aspect of it is really, really amazing and you can see that. I never really got too many questions about my wig and I think a lot of that was because it looked so natural. Yeah, the one you have right now looks super natural. Thank you very much. Very excited. So at Continental, all the human hair wigs are designed as medical wigs. So they're all hand-tied and have a cap contoured to fit women with little or no hair. So the design allows wigs to be a good, comfortable, and secure fit. So again, this is a wig that is more for people like who aren't doing it for fashion choices. This is someone who has lost their hair due to some medical reason. Exactly. What Michael likes to do is to tell his clients that a wig must do three things for them to work. So one, it has to look good. You feel comfortable in your wig. I I think that that's something that's really important, that when you're looking in the mirror in the morning, you can smile and be really happy and be really proud of yourself. You want to be like, yay, I love my wig. That's me every day now. Oh, that's so nice. I do that all the time. Great. The second thing is that it has to feel comfortable, as I just said. You can have a wig that is really itchy, really annoying, oh, yes. and, and something that just doesn't really suit you. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, at the end of the day, you're like, why did I spend money on this? Yeah, for sure. Especially, like, in the hot summer months, you know, it just makes it even more uncomfortable when you're sweaty. So you want to make sure that it feels good that first time you put it on your head. You definitely need a comfortable wig. Yeah. And then last but not least, it needs to be secure. I think that's exactly as we were talking about before. You want to be able to not worry about your wig when you go out because that's the whole point of wearing one. Yes. And most of the, or all of the wigs that I've worn from Continental have been really secure and I love wearing them. Continental Hair also does custom orders. So these are a bit different because they're a molded cap and they're available to everybody. They usually run about $500 above the already made price. Most of the alopecia clients that Continental has usually likes the ready-made wigs because they cover all the bases. But if you're somebody who wants that little bit of extra piece or, or you want something that will stay for a little bit longer then definitely think about doing a custom order wig. There is also, that's not it. Oh, there is one more. Tell me more, Sarah. There's also something called the Contressa design for alopecia clients that Continental offers. So they call this the Ferrari of wigs. Whoa, so intriguing. Don't you want a Ferrari of wigs? I want to wear a Ferrari on my head every day. (laughs) Can it be red, please? Can I have a red Ferrari wig? I heard you sell Ferrari brand wigs. This oh, okay. this wig is this wig. Oh, it's a is, metaphor. It's a metaphor. Oh, got it. <laughs> this wig is <laughs> the wig of wigs. It's the best. 
It's a custom molded wig that fits a client's head and can be worn either as a daily wig or can be permanently attached either with tape or some sort of bonding agent so that it can stay on for up to a month. You can sleep in it, you can shower in it, you can do all those kinds of stuff with it. Amazing. I can't imagine sleeping in my wig. That's like crazy. But awesome. That, I think they really an cool. option. Yeah, like if you're right? someone who really just wants that, like full coverage. If you have a hot date, it yeah. might be nice. If he's gonna pick you up in your Ferrari, you need the wig <laughs> to match. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Get, we said sleeping, swimming, hang gliding is Whoa! also good with this wig. Wow. Hang gliding. I can't say that's been on my list, but if I have one of these wigs, I'd maybe just have to do it just to say I did. It's pretty much the closest thing to having your own hair back. And full caps for the Contessa or Contressa design starts at around $9,000. How long do the wigs last? How long do they last, Sarah? Could you tell me, please? I will tell you. So wigs, they do last depending on how they're made and how well you take care of them. Mm. You want to take care of your wig. You're spending money on it. Yeah. Do the work. Exactly. Take care of it. Yeah. So usually synthetic wigs, they last from 8 to 12 months on average, which is pretty good for a synthetic wig. Yeah, and, like, the price is a lot more affordable. So maybe if you're a person who, like, you know, likes to change it up a lot, then... For sure, and wants to get some funky different colors or different styles, that's the way to go. But you're usually looking at an 8 to 12-month period. Okay. Human hair wigs at Continental go from anywhere between 2 to 3 years. Okay. And they still look really good. Awesome. That's really great to know for somebody like me who's going through a longer treatment period. Mm -hmm. I don't know when my hair is going to start growing back, but I like to have that time frame of at least two to three years that'll, my wig will be good and look good. Amazing. So I'm excited. So far, uh, the other wig that I have, the one that I'm currently wearing, I got in January of 2019. So I've Mm -hmm. had it for a month and a half now. It still looks brand new. The other one that I have... Um, I got in April 2018, and it also still looks brand new. So a year in, and I'm really happy with with that one as well. Awesome. Next question, how do you take care of your wigs? Oh. Good question. Hard no one really wants to do, but we kind of have to. (laughs) Synthetic wigs have to stay away from heat. Got it, because they are made of, like, synthetic, so, like, plastic stuff. Yeah. So you want to keep it away from... You can't use blow dryers. Well, flame. Don't put flame anywhere <laughs> near your head at all. What if I? Pro tip. Okay. Um, no, but like yeah. c- curling instruments, <laughs> yes. hot irons, stuff like that. You cannot really use those with synthetic wigs. Okay. They also must be washed in cold water every month and let them dry overnight. Got it. Because you can't blow dry pretty them. Pretty easy. And they're pretty easy. Human hair wigs, on the other hand, sorry, I'm still thinking of flames. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I don't, I don't light my hair on fire, I swear. <laughs> Never put I really value it. I don't, okay. by your head, Just, regardless As of a disclaimer, the Alopecia Project is not held responsible for any flames you put near your don't wig. Don't do it. Just, <laughs> just don't, don't do, do it. it. I was a mistake. I take it back. All right. Human hair wigs now. So human hair wigs should be washed in, in a good quality salon kind of shampoo. Right. And, no uh, sulfates. No sulfates. Be conditioned once a month. Conditioning is very important in the winter when there's no moisture in the air and you're wearing furry or fuzzy stuff that can cause static entangling. Got it. So like normal hair. Exactly like normal hair. Yeah. Be really gentle with it. Got for it. sure. If any tangling or matting starts, which is awful and horrible, just put it down and wait for it to dry. 
it must be dry before you start to untangle it. Never put more conditioner at that point because it'll just make it worse. Got it. And who are these wigs best designed for? Tell me, who? So all of the wigs at Continental are designed for women who need hair. They're not fashion or religious wigs. They're medical wigs for women who are suffering from alopecia and or the effects of chemotherapy and radiation. They are an excellent choice for a woman that wishes to maintain her privacy regarding hair loss. And I think that that's one of the bigger uh, things that I love about Continental is that they're so, make me so comfortable, but like also are are very uh, aware that like I didn't want to tell people that I had a wig the very first time I got it. Mm -hmm. And they make it so that I'm comfortable enough and hey, my hair looks like real hair and it looks like it's not a wig. And yeah, that's the good part of a wig is if you don't know that it's a wig. Yeah, definitely. And I think also just going somewhere where you know they're really familiar with alopecia. When I first was looking for a wig, I went to a store that kind of specialized in breast cancer. And they Mm -hmm. sold, you know, a lot of prosthetics and things for women with breast cancer. One of the things they sold was wigs. So I went there for that purpose. You know, just the styles of the wigs. Like, it was a lot of synthetic wigs. And uh, just because, you know, they're often more for short term. So they And they weren't really familiar with alopecia and kind of what I was going through. So the fact that there is a place that, like, knows a lot about alopecia and, like, is honestly making things designed for people who experience that, I think is a great resource for they people gave, with alopecia. For sure. They gave me so much good advice, too. They asked how often I'd be wearing this wig, what, what would I be doing when I was wearing this wig, and where it was able to kind of, like, customize and tell me which wig would be best suited for my uh, activity or behavior or anything. Mm-hmm. And then I had some really great stylists over there. Shout out to Mimi, who's pretty awesome. Mimi! Has gotten every style of my hair perfect and just the way I love it. And that's phenomenal. They also serve some really good coffee while you're waiting wow, to get your wig done. a bonus. It's always a bonus. Always a bonus. So it sounds like we have two really good options for anyone who's looking for a wig. So I think there are pros and cons of like all different styles of wigs. Absolutely. But I hope that, you know, if you're listening, you feel maybe a little bit more informed if you're uh, looking to get a wig and it helps you kind of like, you know, with, with the, the big decision of, of choosing sure. a wig. We'll definitely put in the in the show notes contact information for Continental and for Freedom Wigs and feel free to reach out if you are at all interested in either one of those companies. Amazing. So now we are going to tell you some of our own like personal wig stories. Um, so obviously both of us are alopecians, so we both have firsthand experience with this. So I have a wig and I actually didn't get it from either of these places. So I was one of those people who when I was like first faced with the concept of buying a wig, it was about you know three years ago and I wasn't really involved with the alopecia community. So I knew literally nothing. Like I remember sitting down with my mom and we were like, how do you buy a wig? That's got to be tough. It's, like, it's a hard thing to start to do. Also, not having any reference point doesn't yeah. make it any easier. Yeah, like I had no idea. I didn't know what a, a good cost was. I didn't know where to get them. I didn't know about the different kinds of wigs. Did you know the difference between a human hair wig and a synthetic wig? I mean, yeah, <laughs> but I just felt really lost. And I was really overwhelmed with that decision at a time when I was already overwhelmed with 
you know, dealing with my hair loss. So uh, I did buy a wig. I actually went online to get my wig just because, like I said, I didn't really know where else to go. Um, but I did have a really good experience going online. So I bought my wig through uh, a website called Vogue Wigs. And it's a human hair wig. It's a, it's a Revlon brand. And it's actually, it's still available on the website. It's called the Annalisa Human Hair Wig. And I got mine in the color Brown Spice. And uh, so they shipped me the wig. And I then, you know, tried it on and I took it to my hairdresser from when I did have hair. And she helped me kind of frame it on my face a little bit and just make me feel like a little bit more comfortable in it. Uh, and honestly, I loved my wig. I had an amazing experience. It was very, it was, it was pretty affordable compared to some of these other prices that we're hearing for human hair wigs. It was only $900, you know, definitely worth it for me. Like it was my security blanket at a time where I felt very insecure. For sure. And I think as we say this, there's different wigs for different times of your hair loss, right? Yeah. If, if you're much later on, then maybe thinking about getting something that's more permanent. If you're still early on, think about getting something that's a little bit more te temporary because you don't know what's happening with your alopecia. I think that's all with your own comfort level yeah. and what kind of quality wig you want as well. Yeah, so I had a really good experience with that one. So maybe even if you're just like new to the concept of wigs and you even just want to like browse like that, that website, so it's called Vogue Wigs, as I said before, has like a lot of different wigs and a huge variety of prices. Uh, but like I said, I had a really good experience with them and I really love my wig and it feels good that even though I don't need to wear it right now, I still have it and um, I still love it. So I'll be happy to wear that again if the situation comes up. I talked about my wig a little bit earlier on. But just so everybody knows, I wear my wig most days, probably like six, five to six days a week. Definitely wear it going to work. I'm not yet at that phase where like I can go to work bald, but I'm almost there. I also love wearing my wig. I think it's it's not not just like for the security blanket of it, but it keeps me warm in the winter. <laughs> that is so true. I'm going to be real. Like that's yeah. definitely something that is helpful for me who has no hair on her head I have a completely bald head and it gets really cold a wig yeah. helps kind of keep my temperature at bay and and that is really comfortable for me especially in the winter and in the summer it's pretty good too like there's going to be times where you sweat a lot but at the end of the day like if it's really bad I'll just go into the washroom take off my wig pat down my head put some cold water on it and then put the wig back on and we're good to go yeah, I remember I really loved that as well, wearing a wig just practically. Like, it really keeps you warm. Yeah, and as I said, like, earlier on, so much time saved for me. I mm -hmm. can't even describe to you, oh, for like, sure. how much time I, I used to put into, like, curling my hair and straightening it and, like, just doing all the stuff with my hair, every, yeah. just even blow-drying it. This is saving me so much time. And also, your wig is beautiful. Thank you. So nice. We'll definitely make sure to share photos of both of our wigs on social media. Um, so if you want to take a look, and if you have any more questions about wigs or our own personal wigs, you can always send us send us a note, and we'll we'll help you. We'll answer. We're here those. for you. We had a podcast listener come back to us and and share their story. Amazing. Let's hear it. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's really great. Awesome. Yeah. And if anyone else has a story they want to send us, send us your wig stories. For sure. We so, love that. We're uh, all in this together. We're all in this together. This person's name is Jay. Okay. And a really cool person. Enjoyed awesome. speaking great. with her. I asked her what kind of wig she wore, and she says that she wears a European human hair wig. I asked her where she got her wig from. So she's out in BC, and she bought her wig from a store in Vancouver, BC called Eva & Co. Wigs. 
she loves them. She said they were amazing. She says she still goes back there when she goes out to the West Coast because she has never found a place that's as friendly and knowledgeable and where nobody made her feel pitied or sick. I think it's really, really vulnerable to go buy a wig. Like, you know, you're you're really, like, putting yourself in a vulnerable position when you do that. So I think it's super important to have that kind of positive experience when you go into the store. So I'm really glad to hear that she had that. I asked her how frequently she wears her wig, and she says that she wears her wig every day to work and on the weekends if she's going out places that she thinks she's going to run into coworkers. She says that the only place I don't wear my wig is at the gym. Yeah, that's that's totally fair. I mean, I think any kind of wig, like when you're really, really sweating, it's not super comfortable. Um, I feel the exact same way, like going to work and on weekends if I'm going out, I usually wear my wig. Like I just want to look a little bit, you know posh and nice and whatnot and sometimes I curl my hair straighten it it's it's fun yeah it's a sure. good time that's what it's there for it is what it's there for and so I asked Jay whether people know she wigs she wears a wig or not and she said that her friends and family know she wears a wig but most of her co-workers don't and she wants to be able to control when and where and how she tells people about alopecia and would rather kind of tell everybody in a group as opposed to telling people individually and rumors running wild that's so true like the wig is really there to kind of give you like a sense of security right it just means that you don't have to have a super personal conversation with every person you meet every day you know some of us aren't really at a point with our alopecia where we're confident doing that so the wig kind of really gives you that like sense of security that you may be okay kudos to the people who don't want to wear a wig oh, all for the sure. time. Like, yeah. that's really, really awesome. Yeah. I'm personally not there yet, but, like, that is something that I would like to come to that point where, like, I would feel comfortable going out and not wearing my wig. Be yeah, interesting. for sure. I think it takes time to get there, and, like like you said, I super respect the people who are already there, um, but I guess we're all on our own journey, and, and for a lot of us, wigs are a really big part of that journey, 100%. I asked Jay what do you like about wearing your wig? And she said, it can be exhausting out there to be a bald lady in the world. Preach. Dealing with people staring or outright asking if you have cancer. I like that wigs let me go about my day without worrying about prying looks or personal questions. I like that it's easy to get ready in the morning and wear a wig, and it only needs washing about once a week. All those things that we've kind of talked about, you know, convenience and, and security. I asked, you know, what do you, how do you feel when wearing your wig? And she said that she feels absolutely normal. That's great. It's amazing. If there's anything we can do to make ourselves feel a little bit better with, with our alopecia, I think that it's Well, amazing. also imagine if you got a wig that you absolutely hated, right? And like yeah. you're very overly now self-conscious yeah. or like if it's itchy or like you're just fixated on this thing that's on your head and you're not really able to go through your life normally. So right. I'm glad that Jay had a really good experience. Yeah, me too. Yay, Jay. And this one is funny. I asked, what is the, one of the most memorable stories that you have about your wig? Okay, let's hear it. And so Jay says, my most memorable wig story is the time that I got up in the morning and went to pull my wig off the shelf and realized it was covered in something slippery. Uh-oh. I realized... Uh-oh. <laughs> I realized a bottle of silicone-based lubricant oh my God! had spilled on my shelf and coated the wig. I freaked out because I had no idea how to deal with it, and I couldn't afford to replace it. I messaged my boyfriend, and he started looking up advice online. On his way home, he picked up some clarifying shampoo, and I'm very glad to say that after a couple of washes with the shampoo and some deep conditioning, it was all taken care of. Phew. 
Now she laughs about it as the great lube spill of 2018. Oh, my. <laughs> that is amazing. I love it. I mean, that's horrible. I'm sorry that happened, but I'm glad that. I'm glad that it all to, worked out. This is coming some of the, uh, you know, not glamorous parts of Mary Wiggs. Sometimes no. these things happen. Sometimes things happen. Yeah. Shit happens. Yeah, it does. And yeah. lube happens, apparently, <laughs> sometimes in your wig. I was saying that the wig that I'm wearing right now is pretty long. I never used to have my hair long at, at all when I had my own hair, and this is the longest wig that I've had. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'm going out for dinner, and like some my, whoever I'm with will be like, uh, Sarah, you have some food in your hair. I'm yeah. like, uh, whoops, did not realize that. Yeah, earlier when we were having coffee, you had a little bit of cookie in your hair, and I just watched it. <laughs> I didn't tell you. Is that bad? I mean, I'm glad you're telling me now. I tell you now. Yeah. Thanks. Two hours later. Two hours later. Very yeah. helpful. Yeah. Sorry. Tell people when they have... Uh, crumbs or don't be like hair. me don't be like me <laughs> tell people if they have crumbs in their wig yeah. I dealt with the same thing because yeah like when I have alopecia I keep my hair really short because it's just kind of easier for it to grow in yeah. so when you have a wig it's often like a lot thicker and longer than yeah. your hair has ever been right so it's a bit of an adjustment I love it though like for yeah. me I feel like it's very luxurious yeah. and like I get to do all these fun stuff that I've never been able to do with my own hair before yeah it's like having like really just this really beautiful full head of hair that a lot of people don't get to have it's really funny. People come up to me who don't know I wear a wig, and they're like, oh, my God, your hair is so amazing. It's so thick and luscious, and I'm, like, just in my head. Yep. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, it is. Totally. Is. Sure. <laughs> you know what? That is your victory. You get to you get it to It is a victory, for sure. So I think we're going to leave it on that note. Absolutely. Thanks so much to everybody for listening. Thank you for putting up with us. And if you have any questions about wigs or you want to contribute a story, get in touch. So our Gmail is thealopeciapodcast at gmail.com. So you can send us your stories. Or reach out to us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram. The Alopecia Project on both of those handles. Yes. Hope that made sense. I will put them in the show notes as well. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone.